You're listening to the New Age Inspired Podcast with me, Emily Douglas. This podcast aims to leave you feeling more aware than you were yesterday and inspired to live a fulfilled life, however that looks like for you. This is episode four with Jaden Lee. Jaden is a conscious parenting expert specializing in helping busy parents to be more present and have more time for self-care without feeling guilty. Throughout this episode, we cover what conscious parenting actually is, dealing with adversity, the challenges Jaden faced with his beautiful daughter Winry, trusting your intuition and so much more. And so this is what I mean about being a conscious parent. It's not about just teaching the kids great tricks. Uh, It's actually about looking within and doing internal work within myself and discovering why am I obliged to to do the things I I, I do or parent the way my, my conditioning is compelling me to parent. What is it about me and my childhood experiences that need me make me feel like my children need to eat all of their dinner and can't leave the table until they do or else they go to bed hi Jaden. welcome to the podcast how are you good emily thanks for having me on Oh, you're so, so welcome. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Um, I wanted to introduce everyone to you and a little bit about what you do in the conscious parenting space. I believe that this topic is quite important um, in this day and age. I'm not a parent myself. However, I do find what you do quite fascinating and leaving such an impact in the your children's lives. So would you be able to explain um, a little bit about what conscious parenting is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, I, and I love that you're you're so happy to explore this, even though you're not a mum at the moment. Um, you can clearly identify how how pivotal it is um, for, for human development. Uh, so essentially to, to jump straight into it, what is conscious parenting? Well, it's about holding a space for your child in the way about holding your space for yourself. So a lot of people have this misconception that it's all about the child. Conscious parenting for the most part is actually about dealing with our own stuff. Mm. It's about being consciously aware of who we are, what our triggers are, what our past experiences are and what our expectations are. And then once we're aware of those, we can then learn to navigate through them and, and help our kids um, journey through life as, as beneficial as possible. So essentially it's about getting out of our own way and letting our kids be naturally awesome. I love that. And I definitely strive to be like that when I choose to have kids. <laughs> and I'm sure there's um, a lot of people listening that do have children and this might be a new topic for them. And I know that it can be quite confronting and a scary realm to delve into when you're trying to get out of your own way, dealing with your triggers, your stuff, um, all your shadows, everything that comes up for us. Um, So 
Could you share with us your journey about how you have now come to where you are in your conscious awareness uh, with your children? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it, it's quite the story. So I'll tell you uh, I'll, I'll tell you the, the good version of it, and if you want me to speed up, I, I, I can I can speed up. <laughs> so essentially, the way I'm talking now and the space that I'm in now is very very different to the to the man I was a few a few years ago. So I'm I'm 33 now, and essentially, so I've got I've got two kids. I've got a four year old daughter. Her name is Winry, and a two year old son named Reggie, uh, and before that, if we rewind all the way to when I was 18 and I, I first, you know, left home, I was essentially a weekend party animal doing all sorts of illicit drugs. Uh, you name it, I did it. Uh, and that lasted essentially until my mid to late 20s. Um, and during that time, I was, I was very fearful of other people's judgments. And I ended up trying to, and I'm aware of this now and I can language it now, that I was very, very unconscious and was essentially controlling everyone around me so that I dictated what they thought of me because I was so fearful of their judgments. So I tried to control everyone else around me. That led to a lot of confrontations with people, a lot of resistance uh, and, and essentially me being very uh, just left alone or, or isolated from other people from having real genuine connections. I, I thought I knew what was right with the world and that everyone should do what I thought was the right way to, to, to do and live their lives. So not a very good experience um, to be around me. Um, I thought I was awesome back then. Clearly I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> what ended up happening was, uh, you know, I, I got married and, you know, I started to naturally wean off the, the party scene and, and really think about focusing on, on marriage and what that meant to me, um, but still had all these un um, conditions um, and unconscious living um, in, in my life. And so, you know, I got married and we had our daughter and I, 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 would, I was interested in human behavior, but essentially what I was doing is I was, I was digesting so many self-help books and listening to so many podcasts about, about the mind and how to, how, to, how to be better and how to be optimized. And I was using it as a tool to actually strengthen my resolve in thinking I was better and being able to control people even more. So I was digging myself a more intellectual grave. Um, so to speak. So again, in hindsight, I realized I wasn't doing myself any favors. I was sharpening my mind, but, you know, dulling my experiences in life. And anyway, to get to the point where we're at now is that just before my daughter, Winry, her, her second birthday. So, you know, she was a year and whatever months. I'm not a mathematician. Um, one day I think, she every, woke, I think everyone knows how, how old that will be. That's fine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So there, were, there was one morning just before her second birthday where when she woke up and, and she couldn't bear any weight on her legs. Um, and we thought that was a bit, a bit troubling, but we, we you know, called the doctor and said, I'll bring her down. And, and within the space of about an hour, um, she started vomiting. Uh, it then escalated quite quickly. We took her to the, the, the hospital um, when I, we were all living in Melbourne at the time. And essentially what happened is overnight, she went downhill incredibly quickly. And within the 24 hour period, she was rushed to the Royal Children's 
um, and was on an operating table getting parts of her skull removed to relieve pressure on her brain. Wow. So essentially what had happened is that uh, a virus had attacked her cerebellum and it had created swelling in, in her brain, which was stopping her, her, um, her spinal fluid from going down to her body. Uh, and so it was, getting, it was getting produced in her brain and that was the creating the swelling because there was nowhere, um, nowhere for it to go down past the back of her spine and control the rest of her body. So that's what stopped her ability to walk or control her body. Uh, so they, they did the operation, removed parts of the skull, relieved the pressure on her brain, and she was put in, in, into an induced coma for, for over two weeks. Um, that was challenging enough in itself. Now, if you think back of the person that I describe myself as, essentially I needed to control everything and everyone to feel like I was safe and in control. And at that moment when I'm standing there and the doctors are doing operations on her and there's tubes and things coming out of her left, right and centre, I realised that I had absolutely no control over anything that was happening and I had no idea what was going on. And so my very identity as a man was completely stripped away from me at that moment. I was completely powerless. I had no idea what to do. And that realisation really, really hurt. And then it wasn't until I realized that there's one thing left that I can control, and that's myself. This is the missing key for me in my whole life was I was so busy trying to control others, I had no idea how to control myself. And so this is where my focus started to shift. Now, fast forward to the end of the two weeks when the doctors thought it was safe to, to start waking her up from her coma, uh, they, you know, prepped us and said, okay, by the end of this 24 hour period, she'll start, you know, she'll start seeing, she'll start moving, you know, they're like, you know, by tomorrow, she'll be talking again and it'll, it'll all be great. Well, a few days had passed and, and none of this had come to fruition. And we started really worrying and she started doing some minor movements of her head or, or, or her limbs, but they were quite spasmatic. Uh, and essentially within a few days, uh, the doctors sat us down and, and told us to prepare for, for our daughter to be in a, essentially in a vegetative state for the rest of her life, that there was too much severe brain damage and that she was pretty much would, would need 100% round the clock care for, forever, wheelchair bound, you name it. Uh, she was essentially reset to a newborn at the, at the size of a two-year-old. Uh, and and that, was, that was her fate. Now, my wife and I, we didn't accept that as her fate. Um, we, we looked at each other and, you know, wiping tears from our eyes and, you know, going through all the emotional roller coaster that, that any family would go to under those circumstances, we decided to really, really make a change. And my wife being very interested in, in health and wellness um, on a scientific space, uh, she just dove headfirst into food nutrition and brain health um, and, and stuff like that on a, on a kind of the body level. Uh, so essentially we, you know, the more research we did or she did, the more she realized that the hospital food was crap or they were pumping into her, all that sort of stuff. So she essentially politely kicked the nutritionist out um, and took over my daughter's food regime. Um, and so was really focusing on that side of things myself as because I was already 
aware of um, my interest in human behavior, I thought to myself, well, whatever limited capacity of communication Winry might develop throughout her life, I want to be able to communicate with her on that level. I want to be able to, to be there for my daughter the way that she needs to be, knowing that what there could be some level of, of awareness inside her, in her mind, that she may not be able to mechanically communicate to us um, with her body. So she might be very well trapped in, in, a, in, a, in a body that she's unable to control. Uh, so all of these sorts of thoughts were going through our minds. And, and I like, no, I'm dedicated to learning about the mind, how to communicate with her um, and, and, and give her a, a life that she's going to um, have find fulfilling as best as I can. So in the pursuit of that awareness, of that knowledge, of how the mind works, I started to learn things about the human mind that I never thought I would explore. And this is along the lines of, again, if we rewind, I was very atheistic, um, very, very much of the belief that the world is mechanical, um, spirituality and all that is for crazy people um, and, and so on. Now, exploring more about the mind and how it works inside these books started opening my, my mind up to, to new ways of looking at the world and looking at the ways of, of communication and moving from really serious books about, about the mind, then trickling over to dabbling into levels of spirituality as well um, and finding bridges in people that, that connect the two. So someone like Dr. Joe Dispenza, who is very much along the lines of how, um, teaching people how to heal their body and, and knowing that it's all science-based, but also uh, dabbling into the quantum, quantum mechanics field as well. And so that was a really helpful bridge for me to start exploring all these different things. So in that journey to help my daughter, I, I figured out how to help myself, essentially. And this is where I started to become a much more consciously aware dad, um, husband, and, and human. And so this is where it all started to change. And with my wife and I's dedication to each other during this incredibly stressful time, we, we worked so hard on communicating with each other um, and, and being there for our daughter. And, and within two and a half months, about three weeks, I think, after, after Winry's second birthday, she, uh, she walked out of there on, on wobbly legs. Now, this was at the complete surprise from the doctors uh, and, and all the specialists. They essentially have marked her as a miracle baby. They, they couldn't believe what she was capable of doing. Um, and we know damn well that it was because of what steps that my wife and I took to, to be able to intervene and, and, and our dedication um, to our family unit. Uh, also, again, not you know, degrading the, the amazing um, things that the hospital have done to, to help her and keep her alive. We will be forever grateful. Uh, and so from there, we have continued to, in the, in the next two and a half years, is dedicate ourselves to our daughter's recovery, you know, working through the um, NDIS and having her occupational therapy to really help with her body. Um, and we're noticing that 
apart from the physical symptoms of, you know, her gross motor skills are a bit lacking off balance, things like that, but she's making incredible recovery is that there's also um, some limitations with her ability to, to process information. So what we may say seems very clear to us. Our daughter receives that information and processes it in, in, in her own unique, beautiful way. And so understanding that is, is a really important thing um, to do. And, and this is essentially is what has led us down the path of conscious parenting. It's because that we know that if, if we try and just project or insert what we experience as kids as, well, this worked because I ended up fine. Um, I say that in quotation marks. Um, if we just try and project that onto our daughter, we know it's not going to work because she sees the world differently to us. And so we've made it our goal to really try and understand how she sees the world, how she interprets and receives and processes information. And so now we have become consciously aware of that. And so we are now checking in with ourselves on how we deliver information and how we talk and how we listen and how we communicate, not just with her, but with each other, with, with my wife and I. And, and this is really what started our journey into conscious parenting. So that was a bit of a long one, but essentially that's how I got from there to here. Thank you so, so much. And I just wanted to say that I'm truly honoured and I'm sure all the listeners are truly honoured to experience and hear your story. That is an absolute miracle. And also a lot of conscious awareness on yourself and your wife's behalf as well. And I'm so glad that your daughter is alive and and well and that just goes to show how much the both of you were willing to fight for her but also find another way yeah rather than be given the answer and you just accepting that as well so yeah thank you so much I've got goosebumps from that story um so how did your um second son when he came in he's obviously younger yeah yeah so so winner is four and reggie's just turned two yeah so how long after um the when she when winry recovered um did he come yeah, so, so Winry returned uh, back home around December of that year mm-hmm. and essentially we conceived Reggie at the end of December. <laughs> My bad. <Love> <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, which absolutely put a lot of stress on us, right, because Winry was still in, in, in quite a bad way. And, and by that I mean uh, she was essentially reset to a one-year-old, so she had to learn how to how to walk again. So, so imagine, you know, um, the, the the children that you see in, in in wheelchairs that are completely disabled. You know, she couldn't control her head. Um, she couldn't feed herself. She we didn't know if she could swallow and if she'd choke on her own food. All of that, right? So it was it was quite full on. And and when when she got home, you know, it took her maybe two minutes just to walk, step through the front door. Um, you know, things that we just take for granted, like just lifting our foot, moving forward and stepping was something just like climbing a mountain for her. You know, mm. she had to like hold the door frame, you know, sit on her bum, crawl up like it was a really big endeavor. Um, so 
it, it, it really caused a lot of pressure on, 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 on us and my wife, especially knowing that she's going to be bearing a child um, whilst she wants to really go headfirst into, into Winry's recovery. So that was, it was a very stressful time for us um, just with all that added pressure. And, and then seeing, seeing my wife's um, Hannah, her, her guilt for, you know, oh, well, I've got to focus on, on, you know, you know, growing this, this new child as well as trying to give Winry the best opportunity for her recovery as well. So there was a massive amount of pressure on us and, and, you know, we had to navigate through all of that as well. Uh, so it, it, it definitely put a lot of pressure on us. Um, but the, the beauty about it is all the things that we learned about ourselves, Hannah and I, and, and the way we communicate. And, you know, it was rocky. We had fights, we had tears, um, but also a lot of love and a lot of growth along the way as well. Um, and that all led us to the point that when, when Reggie was born, you know, we, we knew, really knew what we valued and what we stood for as parents and, and we're able to communicate on such a high level uh, that, that we we just know that you know we're constantly on this path um to to help reggie grow just as much um with the dedication we've given winry reggie's getting this the same amount as well and yeah we're so we're so grateful for it we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination um no one is um but the the dedication to each other and to our family to venture on this path is its own form of perfection i think oh that's so so beautiful so beautiful. Do you notice any differences between the way that your children um, behave and communicate with you and with others um, in regards to other children, maybe not in that same kind of um, family unit and that conscious home? Yeah, definitely. So it, one, it, 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 it's very hard for us to make comparisons. So first of all, one two-year-old is completely different to 50 other two-year-olds you see at the park or four-year-olds, whatever. Um, you know, it's, and, and to be okay with knowing that our child's progression is not a race, it's just it's their own journey, their own path. So that's one thing to, to learn to accept. The mm. next thing for us was to learn that Winry is developing at a very different rate in a very different way. To, to other kids her age. And so we don't have a benchmark of what a typical four-year-old is capable of doing um, because she's our first. And then as well as, you know, when we talk with some of our therapists and things, but like, is this a limitation because of her condition or is this just being a four-year-old? Mm. So it, it, it can make it, it can really muddy the water, uh, makes it very, very tricky. Now saying all of that, uh, if we're just, you know, putting all of that aside and going, okay, we are raising conscious, we are conscious parents in a conscious family raising or trying to raise conscious kids. What is the difference there? Well, it's it's a very holistic approach. So a lot of it we focus on is around food and their food intake. Um, a lot of, uh, we talk a lot about emotional regulation. So a big part of being conscious parenting is, is about teaching the child how to manage their emotions, giving them breathing techniques and strategies and, and really talking about our emotions as adults, you know, when there's moments where I get frustrated, you know, right now at, at this age now, if I'm feeling frustrated and I, I show that as a bit of tension or something in my body um, or, you know, talk in a different tone than my kids are used to seeing, Winry will pull me up. She'll say, dad, I can see you're very angry right now. Are you breathing properly? I'm like, oh my 
God, how good is this? <laughs> wow. Look, so what, that, look what you've produced. <laughs> yeah, and it's amazing, right? So they're, they're incredible little teachers. And so this, I think, is, is, is a big part of the difference that I see with other families. If I was just to go down to the park, um, I, see, I see it now. And this isn't me judging, saying, oh, well, I'm conscious and other parents aren't because we're all unconscious and we have moments of consciousness. Mm. Um, and, and it's those moments of conscious teaching that we teach our kids, which creates the foundation for, for you know, more productive um, behavior. And so, you know, at the park, you may see uh, a, lot of, a, lot of more, a lot more swearing, a lot more uh, yelling or communicating in ways that, that may not be as resourceful, as productive as what the child needs. Uh, so a big part of conscious parenting as well for me, and this is this is our family's choice, which is no smacking, um, and that raises a whole you know a whole confrontation or, or debate on what's right, what's wrong. We've chosen to do it, and I essentially call it hard mode in, in quotation marks again because I was smacked as a kid. I thought smacking, being smacked as a kid, meant that you were disciplined and you mm. had respect for your superiors, all that sort of stuff. Trying to unwind that in myself. And, and stay my hand when my body's just going, you need to smack your kid because they need to listen, uh, stopping that and then going, okay, well, if I'm not allowed to smack my kid or I'm choosing not to, what the hell do I do? Because this three-year-old or this four-year-old is just going ballistic and I don't know how to handle it. And essentially what the lesson there is, is where is that desire to smack my child coming from? And mm. it's not with the child's behavior. It's actually with the fears that I hold within myself. Mm. And so this is what I mean about being a conscious parent. It's not about just teaching the kids great tricks. Uh, it's actually about looking within and doing internal work within myself and discovering why am I obliged to, to do the things I, I, I do or parent the way I, my, my conditioning is compelling me to parent. What is it about me and my childhood experiences that need me make me feel like my children need to eat all of their dinner and can't leave the table until they do or else they go to bed what is that and and learning to unwind all of that and and come from a place of just love and compassion and and, and true understanding and reflection upon myself that's where we get to really become conscious parents mm. yeah really really powerful and i know that i can say like i was brought up with a few smacks and same can't leave the dinner table um, as well. And yeah, all of, all of those things, which, you know, don't get me wrong. We are all brought up differently. So how would be a different way to approach that instead of how do you approach not smacking your child in a situation where someone would, what's your approach to that? A lot of willpower. Uh, so it, it's a, it's a, it's a muscle you've got to flex. It really, really is. Uh, and, and the, just the sheer willpower alone of staying your hand or, or whatever the emotional outburst may, may look like, whether it be smacking, whether it be yelling or whether it be, you know, um, quickly grabbing them and moving them to the side or whatever that is, if it's, if it's any level of aggression, it's, it's the, the, the moment you do it. And, and essentially how it worked for me was I would, I would, I would, you know, do something that was more more physical or more aggressive than what I would like to. And then I ask myself the question once I've calmed down as to why did I do that? What's compelling me to do that? Um, and then it's about checking in with myself. I go, okay, what 
is the strategy, my unconscious strategy that that builds up over time in that moment to get me to the point of that that um, energetic expression. So it's about identifying all these key points. Um, so you know, to start off, I may see the event where my child is reacting uh, in, in a way that I don't like, and then it's okay. What about that? Don't I like? Is that is that real? Is that not? Is that me projecting fear? Where is that fear coming from? And just doing that process alone may ultimately realize that it's it's pointless to be upset under these certain circumstances. That just just quashes the whole thing completely. Uh, then if I'm unable to process that in, um, that at the moment or, or overcome it and the, 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 the drive to, to express myself in a, in a um, non, non-optimal energetic way still is coming into play, okay, check in with my body. What's happening, right? Am I getting tense? Are my shoulders getting tight? Uh, is my head getting hot? What are the what are the triggers in my body that are that I can use as markers to go? Oh, I'm getting revved up here. What am I doing? And once I start being able to identify those key key markers beforehand, what can happen is I can use them as triggers to stop myself, pause, take a breath, do all of my techniques that I've learned as a coach to to be able to identify this and calm myself down, and then I can reapproach the situation in a different way. So it's a, it's a huge topic and one that I'm still learning and growing and adapting and evolving um, as I go along. And I've got a few years to go, I think. So. <laughs> I think you're doing really well so far. And I <laughs> think you. that those tips are definitely going to help um, some people, especially with their children. And I know that from what I've experienced as well, being able to handle and and express and actually understand your emotions and your triggers and why you do what you do it's quite a challenging um act (laughs) and it can can be overwhelming to even think about delving into that so do you have any advice or any tips for anyone wanting to delve into them to be able to serve and be a value to their children um, and create a better environment what do you have advice for them yeah really really good question um and and it all comes down to awareness awareness of self now how do we get awareness of self there's something before that and it's curiosity if we don't want to learn we're not going to learn Mm. If we don't want to be better than our parents before us and and knowing this very simple thing that our parents and every other person on the planet has done the best that they can with the tools that they had at the time, okay? So they couldn't have done any better because they didn't know how to do any better. So there's no need for judgment there. But that doesn't mean that we can't do better in our own lives, okay? Mm. So it's super important to realize that. So there's no one to blame. But now that we have this awareness, It's all about curiosity and being willing to explore and being willing to be wrong. This is the biggest, biggest thing. If you hear any information in a parenting book or you're listening to a podcast or watching YouTube or or in a parenting group, a conscious parenting group or something like that on on, on social media sites, if you go in there and you see an opinion that's raised that is in direct opposition to what you know and value, then instead of challenging that outright, it's trying to understand it. What is this trying to teach me? And where is my 
my resistance coming from? Is it because I just purely value my experiences as a child and that's the only way to be parented? Or you know, what is that question? So it's all about being super curious and that curiosity creates awareness. And if we have the awareness, then we have choice. And if we have choice, then we have the possibility for a new way of, 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 of connecting with ourselves and with our kids. Mm, absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much. What, what do you think the most difficult challenge you had to overcome with the awareness and conscious journey that you went on internally? I would have to say getting over myself and getting over my own ego. Mm. Uh, not perfect, not there yet, but hell of a <laughs> long way from where I've come. Uh, it is essentially that I, I used to have a very high opinion of my opinion uh, and that didn't serve me too well. I, I, I prided myself on being right and knowing more than others. And so undoing that and realizing that my way wasn't the best way and how could it be? I haven't had experience, you know, I haven't studied this stuff. Well, I have now, and that's that's what's what's helped me realize it. it learning all these techniques, learning breathing techniques, learning self-awareness, doing things like meditation and really exploring who I am as a human is what's been the most challenging thing. Undoing all of my old conditioning and 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 awakening myself to new ways was was that without question the the most challenging thing to do. And the deeper you dig, or the deeper I dug, the the more challenging topics that were arose but underneath everything that i uncover is more and deeper levels of of freedom and and, and peace and ultimately love that I, I i discover in myself so is the work hard absolutely is the reward worth it 100 mm, yeah oh i can't agree more <laughs> and especially in regards to wanting to learn. If someone's not willing and curious to learn, then they're not going to make changes towards, towards that or that journey as well. Yeah. yeah, correct. So what could be one thing that the listeners or anyone who has children that want to start on this conscious journey and having awareness and curiosity, what's one thing that they could do? Uh, I could list off about 200. Um, <laughs> but let's, go to- with, let's go with um, three to seven. <laughs> so uh there's there's many steps and, and if we could you know maybe build up to them so what are the things that we could do in the privacy of our own home right and, and and essentially the reason why i say that is because some of the most common limiting beliefs around this that i find with my clients is that they are afraid of judgment from their friends and family um and from society and culture as a whole is that being a conscious parent is seen as weakness or that you're going to raise little brats and that, you know, if you don't smack your kid or you don't discipline kid, your kid, then they're just going to be little ferals that's screaming in the supermarket. And that's so not the case. Uh, it's, it's very misunderstood. And is there, is there parent, are there parents that, that don't smack their kids and their little ferals? Yeah, sure. But that's not conscious parenting mm. because they're clearly not fully aware of the damage that they're doing 
to their child. So they're not being conscious parents. Okay. So we're very separate here. So the reason why I say all this is because there's that fear, which is stopping parents from really taking this seriously and pursuing it. And so they don't do it because they don't want to to be judged by others. And so what I would say is the best way to start is by jumping into social media groups just type in conscious parenting or whatever around your area and there'll be an amazing resource of 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 just quotes or articles or whatever to start you know um wetting your palate then i would say you know go to things like podcasts like this and start learning more and more and more and start reading books you know we've we've got internet just click a button you've got a book coming to your door one of the greatest books I read on this was um, Dr. Shafali Sapari, her book, The Awakened Family. This was one of the pivotal moments of my life, reading this book as a parent in, in really shifting my focus from my kids to myself. That's really what she teaches. It's kind of a, a big kick up the butt saying, no, 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 it's not your kid's fault. It's your fault. You need to change your expectations around what you want your kids to do. So it was massive for me. Um, and there's several other books I could list forever. Um, so I would say that's really the steps that you could do within your own home. And then past that, if you start feeling like you're hitting a ceiling or you can't you can't grow any further with your own level of, 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 of awareness, that's when I'd start looking into getting someone like a coach um, or a, a conscious parenting coach or just a coach in general to really help you with your own personal conditioning and the way you see the world. It, it is phenomenal how, how helpful it is to, to be coached. Um, I have my own coach. Uh, it's, it's, it's an incredible journey to go on to really learn about yourself and, and, and break down some barriers. Um, past that, there's also therapy and psychology as well, um, if, if the need's there. So that's the steps that I, I, would, I would take is start small, do what makes you feel comfortable um, until you want to explore it further and, and then go from there. And the last thing I would, I would point out is that if your partner is not on this journey with you, it's not going to work. You need to bring your partner along with you and they need to appreciate and understand and respect how, how, how pivotal and important this is for not only our own, their own personal development in the connection that you may have as a couple, but also for the wellness of, of their children. It's, it's so important. So it's a whole holistic family um, dedicated practice to do and it, it needs everyone involved or else it can cause a bit of contention as well. So. Mm, thank you yeah. so much. They were really, really, really great points. And I'm sure a lot of people would have taken some gold out of that. And I can, I can also imagine that there may be a lot of people out there that want to go down this path that are held back by being judged. And I know that we were having a conversation earlier and I was having my own judgment scared of judgment scared of showing up issues as well which we're human and I do think we all experience that which is quite normal um but it's recognizing it having that awareness and you know moving forward and either seeking help or wanting you know assistance and wanting to do something about that as well and if this is if conscious parenting is something that you really value or want to be, you know you believe in and want to pursue then that's what's important is being true to you and what you value mm. yeah 100 uh, i can can't tell you how many times that just saying that you know to to friends and family that we're not smacking our kids uh and the the reactions 
that come from other people. You know, it's it's quite easy to go, oh, you know, maybe I'll just will will do it because you know, then I won't be outcast in the family. But but sticking true to our values and what really feels right with us internally is so important to honor ourselves and to honor what feels right uh, is, is, is so integral to, to living an aligned life and, and, and being true to yourself and knowing that you're not just doing something to, to appease others um, and, and, and being driven by fear. I think that's so important to stand, in, stand our ground, live by our values and, and do what we know is, is right and, and, and led by love. Yeah. So, so inspiring. So I would love to ask you a question. Who do you want to be for your kids? Mm, Good question. Who do I want to be? I want to be a role model. And what I want my, my journey through life to teach my children or to inspire in my children is that it's okay to make mistakes. It's, it's okay to not know the answers. That if we don't know the answers, that we can just find them ourselves and, and, and learn and grow and essentially promote that being an enabled human being, a productive human being, is, is, is free to us all to achieve. And that self-expression is completely natural and normal. And however my kids want to show up and do whatever they want to do, that's their journey. That they don't have to live with expectations put on top of them. That they don't have to be behave a certain way, dress a certain way, achieve a certain thing for me to love them or for me to accept them. To know that they are completely loved just the way they are. I will be there. And this is a really important thing that I've learned. I do not own my children. I am just assigned to be their guide. Mm. And that is essentially the lesson that I want to, to leave them is that I'm just here to support them along the journey and, and guide them to a, a better, happier way of being. And, and once I'm you know done and ended this world, and that's, that's the memory that I, I want my kids to have of me is that I just... I facilitated their growth and inspired them to be the best version of themselves they can be. How amazing. And I'm sure, I'm not sure. I know that you're already doing that now and what an amazing um, home to grow up in as well. So thank you so, so much. But before we finish up, I've just got a few little questions to ask. Um, I, in all my episodes with everyone, I'm a big believer of music and um, anchoring that to lift your mood and, you know, like a bit of a go-to playlist, which I'm creating for people. So what is the one song that you go to to help lift your mood when you're feeling a bit down? So there's two that spring to mind instantly. And one is a personal song for me, which is um, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just the coolest song in the world. Uh, <laughs> but the song that, that initially was coming up when you're asking that question is the song that I rock out to my kids or with my kids the most. 
And that is Can't Stop the Feeling um, by Justin Bieber, which is the Trolls song, not Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake, which is the, <laughs> the, the main theme for the Trolls song, yep. uh, Trolls movie, because they bloody love that and they play that soundtrack nearly every day. And more often than not, I'd say every second day, we just have a dance party in the house and we just dance to, you know, the whole album of the first and second albums and we just have a blast <laughs> and just just be silly and do stupid dances and just have a great time. Um, so that song has a lot of meaning to me um, because of just the connection that it's facilitated for us. I love it. I think that's amazing. <laughs> Music's been a huge part of my um, growing up in my life and it still is as well. So I'm coming over to your place for that dance party for sure. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's so, so good. Um, in regards to doing something for ourselves to be able to get out of our own way what do you think is one easy thing mm, so this could be a whole podcast on itself yeah i know <laughs> um, and i'll i'll narrow it down essentially to this you can't and it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a trope you can't fill from an empty cup okay Mm. So my, my advice here is that if you want to be the best parent that you can be, you need to take care of yourself. You need to nurture yourself. You need to do the things that fill your cup, that inspire you. If that means expressing yourself through art, through dance, reading a book, taking care of yourself, doing that is the only way you fill your cup. Now, if you fill your cup enough, what it's going to do is it's going to overflow. And with your overflow, that is what you fill other people's cups with. That is what you fill your family's cups with. That is the only way you can serve your family the best possible way is through abundance, not through lack. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Thank you. That is incredible. Thank you so, so much. So is there anything that we haven't covered that you wanted to share with the listeners about any self-development, human behaviour, conscious parenting or anything at all? Um, I think I'd just wrap it up in a bow again and just essentially say be curious, explore, read, be okay to be wrong, um, be curious to read new books and to seek differing opinions and the, the opinions that are different from you are the most exciting ones to explore. If we stay in an echo chamber of ideas, we're only going to learn the same ideas. If we learn new ideas, well, then that's where our, our world opens up. So be curious, be open, be okay to be wrong and, and try new things. And you'll be amazed at how quickly kids change when you change your strategy. When you approach mm. something differently, the responses and reactions that you get from your kids are just phenomenal how quickly they adapt depending on age and all that and what sort of situation you're trying to, um, to tackle, um, I'd just say give it a go, try new things and don't give up as well. Thank you so much. And thank you again for sharing your very vulnerable and beautiful um, heartfelt story with us and all of the knowledge and value have, you have given. I'm sure there's been so much gold and a lot of parents out there would have taken a lot and people that aren't parents, I've even taken a lot in there that when I eventually have kids, I can definitely take that into consideration and, and also preparing, I guess, me to be the best person I 
am and discovering all of what's holding me back and my triggers and why I do what I do. So when that time does come, I can be the person that I need to be for the children. Mm. Um, so thank you so much. And if there's one thing that I can add as well for anyone listening, being able to discover you is really, really powerful, figuring out what you value, what your past conditioning is, anything that triggers you. It can be scary, but the light at the end of the tunnel is so worth it, like you said. And if you have the support around you, it it can make it a lot easier to delve into that dark cave. So just a reminder that there are a lot of people out there that are willing to support you and you're not alone. So Yeah, 100%. And in that personal development piece, you know, even you said before having children, what a gift you're giving to your future children. Mm. What a gift that you're giving to them. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Never a bad time to start. No, not at all. Start now, be curious and do, do what you love as well and then that will just be infectious to others and your kids and this world yeah beautiful love it thank you so so much yeah you're most welcome it's been great fun thank you thank you for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed this powerful conversation as much as i did i found the information and stories Jaden shared so fascinating and can definitely take so much away from his experience and knowledge i admire Jaden and his wife and the approach that they took towards their beautiful daughter and her recovery i also really resonated with managing our emotions and how important that is to connect and raise our children as well as getting to know ourselves and why we act the way that we do and how we manage our own emotions. I find that these days it's encouraged to suppress and disregard our emotions whereas we should be encouraging and welcoming our emotions and working out why we're actually reacting and responding the way we do. I also really loved the approach of curiosity when entering into a bit of an unknown territory or learning something new because it leaves it open for you to see different perspectives and be able to learn things that you may not even have thought before rather than going in with a fixed mindset so if you're thinking about learning more about the conscious parenting space or something new I definitely recommend having the mindset of curiosity and if you're wanting to follow or get in contact with Jaden you can find him on Facebook at Jaden Lee or on Instagram at Jaden Lee official and If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe so you can stay up to date with the latest episodes or leave me a review so I can see what you're loving or want more of.